Welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, helps you to use your voice for God's glory to speak up and speak out. Okay, welcome everybody to this very special Veterans Day episode of Restoring Your Voice. I'm your host, Pastor David. So glad that you could join me. Before we get started, let me just ask you to please share this. Click that thumbs up button and click that share button. And once you tag people in this um, while you're at it, it doesn't matter who they are. So I want to give, uh, of course, a big uh, special shout out to all my fellow veterans out there. Uh, whenever you served in whatever branch you served in, whether you deployed or didn't deploy, it didn't matter. Is that you chose to serve and that uh, you deserve a huge shout out and thank you. So happy Veterans Day. To all the veterans out there. Now, this is probably going to be not quite maybe what you thought it was, but you know, I want to share something that's on my heart and well, something that's always on my heart, um, always, anyways. But you know, I believe that today is is a very special day to to share this, and I really want to talk about uh, warriors arising. That that we really really need warriors uh, to arise. And unfortunately, though, that is not uh, what we see across the body of Christ. Um, we see many people that we look up to really, I would call them veterans, uh, in the body of Christ, warriors for the kingdom, uh, who've been fighting the good fight of faith for, you know, a good long while now, but we don't often hold them in high esteem. We, we hold those in high esteem who want to make our life look easy, who want to make our life seem easy, who, okay, cowardice. And I'm going to be straight up front with you. Cowardice sickens me. Okay, cowardice sickens me because making a choice to sit out of the fight means you made a choice and a very, very, very bad one. And I'm just going to be honest. I don't see anywhere um, in the Bible that use this. Um, you know, if, if, if someone is a coward, if you are a coward, if you don't, if you think uh, Christianity is all about, you know, what you can get out of God and, you know, wow, I just can't wait to escape trouble or I hate life. And you know what? There's so much better on the other side. And that's all you're focused on. I would highly question your salvation. Uh, why? Because, well, the Bible says what it says and it means what it means. And, uh, you know, faith without works is dead. So if you're not working for the kingdom, if you're not in the fight, wherever that is. Now, we all have a different fight. We all have a different part of the battle, just like any organization in the military. Not everybody does the same job. There are, you know, numerous, numerous amounts, numerous jobs. But the point is, is that there are people signed up, you know, serving in our armed forces today. You know, they did raise that right hand. And, and regardless of, you know, the job they have, the chosen field or maybe you know the army marines navy air force whatever chosen for them it doesn't matter is that they're serving in some capacity and that you know the fight um can be fought because everybody works together to fight the good fight regardless of the job it doesn't matter if it's the person supplying the bullets versus the person shooting the bullets it doesn't matter and we need that same mentality today in the body of christ we so desperately need to get that back well i'm only so and so or look at so and so first let me just say let's stop comparing let's stop comparing one another or ourselves to somebody else or whatever comparisons kill okay comparisons are never a good thing but i want to tell you today 
that you need to get in a fight if you're not in a fight, okay? God didn't call you to be a Christian just so you can back out, just so you can sit on, sit on the sidelines and, and reap the benefits of the kingdom. God called every single one of us to be a soldier in his army. That, that word soldier is used frequently, actually, <clears throat> in the New Testament to refer to us. Why do you think Paul gives... Paul preaches on our, the armor of God for us to put on. Why do you think Paul teaches on the weapons of our warfare that are mighty and even more than that? Why? Because we are in a fight, a very real fight with very real costs. And, and if you don't think that the costs are high, all you have to do is look around at what's going on in our nation today. And wherever, whatever nation you're in, especially places overseas, Canada, just up north of the border of us, Australia on the other side of the world, tyrants, you know, tyrants. And why? Because Christians will refuse to fight. I mean, thank God there, there are those who fight, but unfortunately they are the minority right now and they are not the majority because there are, there are Christians who are willing to bow the knee to government. Who hold up government as their idol above God. And that's why I believe firmly that many nations are in the perilous times that they are in. And have make no doubt about it that America is headed right there right now. If you and I don't do something about it right now. If you and I don't step into the fight. If, if you and I don't fight the good fight of faith and realize we each have a part to play to crash the gates of hell right now. If we don't realize that, then, then yes... Very, you know, nations are at stake. We need to realize that. Okay, we weren't given gifts to promote ourselves. We were given gifts to promote the kingdom of God. We're not given gifts to make us look cool and get book deals and, you know, make us famous on podcasts or wherever the, the case may be. It's for the kingdom of God, for the glory of Jesus Christ alone and nobody else. And we need to realize that today. We need to realize that today. Let me see who's watching. I'll take a pause. Uh, give me a shout out. Let me know who's watching. Where are you watching from? All right. I, I love to see where people are watching from. Anyways, we have a fight. Okay. Okay. There is nothing the devil would love more than for a, a person who calls themselves Christian to, to misrepresent Jesus and profane the very name of Jesus. There's nothing Satan would love more. Why? Because it so mars the name of Jesus. It, it makes Jesus intolerable to the world. Why? Because, you know, if, if you're in that, if you're not in the fight, if, if you just sit on the sidelines, if you're a basic coward, then you're not showing anything to the world that they don't already see and know on a day-to-day -day basis. We need to realize that there is a very real fight, okay, with a very real enemy. I know you've heard me say this before, but you know what? I'll preach the word of God all live long day. You know, there is an enemy. Prowls are about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. The enemy, yes, a very real enemy who wants to take you out, who wants to keep you out of the fight. Okay, he would love nothing more than, than cowardly Christians. And I say the word Christian, by the way, it's in quotations. So, in other words, a nominal Christian, a Christian in name only, but far from living. And my question is, what are you going to do today to live out your, the rest of your days here on earth, however long they may be? What are you going to do for the kingdom today? You know, are, are you willing to say, you know what, you're right. I, I'm, I've, I've been doing this 
this life, but I've just been playing Christian. I've never really actually lived as a Christian. I've never gone out there and put myself out there. Maybe you're called to preach the gospel. Maybe you're called out to evangelize, you know, actually more than just every Christian. I mean, every Christian is called to evangelize. But maybe you're called to, to do that specifically. Maybe it's teaching. You know, maybe it's mopping the floors of your church's bathroom. I don't know. Maybe it's filling the baptismal tank. Maybe it's being the vacuumer or something, anything. What are you doing besides going to church on Sunday and going back home and then living just like the devil the rest of the time? A coward. And make no mistake about it that our enemy is a coward. You know, an enemy that doesn't come out and fight but hides behind smoke screens and deceptions and, and magic tricks is a coward. So our enemy is a coward. But my question is, who are you emulating? Who are you emulating? Are you emulating Jesus Christ or are you emulating Satan? Because there is a huge world of difference. See, Satan fights, but doesn't really fight. Jesus, you know, Jesus came and invaded this world. Make no mistake about it. Make, make, make no mistake about it. Jesus came and invaded this world. Okay, it was an invasion. A battle plan fulfilled after thousands of years. And it came in. And yes, he did shed his blood. And, and many who, who have gone before us shed their blood. They didn't live an easy life. So, so who are you living like? You see, Jesus set the example. And somehow we think that we don't have to follow that example. We just want to follow the, 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 this fake example presented by Satan and his demons. This fake example of nicey-nicey Jesus who didn't suffer anything, who was rich and you know all that. And none of that is true, by the way. What, what are you going to follow? We, we we have this false gospel presented so often in the church. Instead of us getting out there and being in the fight, we'd rather sit by, oh, the world is so terrible. Well, yes, the world is terrible, but you know what? Newsflash, the world has always been a terrible place. Always. I mean, I don't know how many thousands of years ago exactly it was, but we'll say around about 6,000 years ago when Cain murdered Abel. You know, you know, do you not know that God had to flood the, the whole world because it became so horrible? And then right after that, you know, here he is, uh, you know, Noah, as part of his plan of redemption for all mankind. What does Noah do? He gets off the boat and gets drunk. Yeah, he didn't do so well. And humanity, it didn't take long for, you, for humanity to fall back into darkness after that. So, so newsflash. The world has always been a dark place. And what we're going through now, though, is nothing compared to previous ages, previous times, like when the Roman government was in charge and it was their way or the highway. It was their way you get to go hang on a cross. It was their way to get to go into slavery and more. So this is nothing. This is light and momentary. You know, even in Paul's day, you know what Paul called these things? He called them light and momentary afflictions. Yeah, we have Christians today or people who call themselves Christians today who moan and cry they, they when they get deplatformed. They moan and cry over, the, over, over oh, somebody says something mean to me. Ooh. Yeah, well, how would you like to be in Paul's place, being flogged and beaten and stoned and imprisoned? We're not talking about prisons like the prison systems we have today. We get three hots in a cot and, and cable television and such. No, we're talking about the worst you know prison you can imagine. But we want to cry that 
you know, instead of being in a fight. Let me tell you what, persecution is the norm for a Christian. It should be anyways. If you're not being persecuted, I, I doubt, <clears throat> you know, if every, if only, only the things that people speak about you are good things and nobody ever speaks an evil word against you, I wonder, I have to wonder about your salvation. You may think, well, brother, who are you to play Holy Spirit Jr.? I'm not tagging any specific people. I'm just, I'm just saying what the Bible says. You know, Jesus says that we must be willing to be pruned. And then if we're not, then we will, then we will not produce good fruits. And if we do not produce good fruits for the kingdom, then we will be chucked into hell. Yeah, it's real. Is that serious? So are you willing to be pruned for the kingdom of God? Or are you just willing to say, you know what, brother, this makes, I don't like it. I'm offended. I'm out. Well, then see it. And so be it. And I feel sorry for you. And I feel sorry for everybody connected with you in your life. Because... You, one, you don't have, you won't have a chance to be Jesus to other people. And those people who are connected with you won't have the chance to see Jesus. Because you know what? You may be the only Jesus people ever see. You don't know what, what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen one hour from now. So you may be the only, only Jesus people see, the only Bible people ever read. But you don't, you know, decide to get in the, into the fight then they're going to see a false gospel and a false Jesus, pretty much. So what are you going to do today? Are you, are you going to make a choice for the kingdom of God? Are you going to choice to, uh, get a choice to, to fight and realize that, you know what, we are in a very real fight? Or, you know, you can sit and try to make your life as comfortable as possible until the end, but, you know, you live that way, most likely you're going to die that way, and then, you know, there's one place you're going to end up, and it ain't heaven. We, we, we have to have, make a, a choice for the kingdom of God. And our choices will determine where we, where we will end up. And we're all going to end up somewhere when we die anyways for eternity. But, it, you know, as the saying goes, it's all about location, location, location. And I love it when I see people out there. But it grieves me because it seems few and far between of the people willing to fight the good fight of faith. It's, 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 Wow. As you can tell, I'm fired up. It's just, woo, when people aren't willing to actually do anything. You know, it's fine to talk a good talk. I love Jesus. Oh, Bible this and scripture that and, and Sunday this and whatever else. But what do, you, what, what do people actually do, you know? I mean, I, I've been giving people for uh, quite a while now. I haven't received really nearly a dime yet. But to give. Why? Because... Giving, giving of the money that you earn every day, giving from that is called sacrificial. Giving any amount from that gives you the chance to be the hand and feet of Jesus, people around the world that you may never meet, but at least you get to show them Jesus by your generosity. And yet, nary a person has done that since. So, I'm going to, um, I know this is going to be, um, uh, go on audio podcast later Listening to this is by an audio podcast The links to give are in the description Just like the links to give are in this video description but I'm going to put it up on the screen You have three ways you can give Right here You can give uh, by PayPal, by Venmo And you can scan that QR code right there To give by Cash App But are you willing to do something? Are, are you willing to do more than just talk? Are you willing to actually walk it out? To operate out of faith? Or are you going to sit there cowardly? Well, what are you going to do about the kingdom of God 
that needs to be done. Well, I can't do anything. No, I'm giving you a chance to do something right now. I'm giving you a chance to donate and give so that what you give will be pressed down, shaken, pressed down, and running over to other people around the world. I'm going to take it off the screen now. Like I said, the links are in the description, or you can always rewind the video to, to catch it. Now, this is just one way that you can be part of the kingdom. Now, I'm telling you, this escaping mentality is just demonic. It's straight from the pits of hell. I'm not saying every person who believes what is this way. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you believe that the best deal is to escape out of here, then you got another thing coming. That's just from the straight from the pit of hell. No, the best thing yet to come is Jesus when he returns, whenever that is. But in the meantime, in between time, the best thing yet to come is you. And the way that you can be Jesus to other people. That's the best thing yet to come is whomever you can touch while you still have the chance to reach lives. That's the best thing yet to come. I mean, isn't it awesome just to be able to minister to somebody it's whether or not they receive it or not that's neither here nor there but i'm sure you've you, you know those of you listening or watching have reached out to people have ministered to them maybe just say hey how are you doing you know that's for the kingdom of god and isn't it wonderful and one of the best things ever when you can do that, i didn't say you know you, you're the person that led somebody to christ don't worry about that anyways you know you may water Somebody may plant, but it's the Holy Spirit that saves anyways. The point is, what are you going to do today? What are you going to do today? Your brother, I thought you was, this was a Veterans Day message. Yeah, absolutely. Why? Because there's been veterans of the kingdom of God, warriors for the kingdom of God, has been, who went before us and paved the way and showed the example of what to do and how to do and how to be regardless of what may come our way. Numerous. Numerous people through church history. And we need to realize that that's the real deal. Okay? Living our best lives now isn't the real deal. And was never part of the kingdom of God. Unless the only version of living your best life now is living for Jesus. Maybe even being martyred for Jesus. Hmm. How, how often is that talked about anymore in today's church? Wait, or you know what? Martyrdom just may be the best thing yet. Why? Because at least... At least... You were able to give your life for Christ. At, at the very least. Come on, man. That's honor right there. Now, I'm not talking about some weird, wacky, you know, um, Islamic extremist version of this. Where, you know, they go out and purposely kill themselves. No, I'm talking about living for the kingdom. Even if we should die for the purpose of the kingdom. You know, Paul, Paul was all about that. He wasn't all about escaping. You know, he, he, yes, he wrestled with, yeah, I really want to get to heaven because it's so awesome. And I saw it one time and I, and I wouldn't mind going back to stay permanently. But then I got to have a mission in this world. And what Paul said, what, what did Paul say about for him to live, but to die is gain? What, what are you willing? Are you willing to kill off that selfishness in you? Because at the end of the day, let's just face it, not wanting to get into the fight. Cowardice is fear and selfishness. It's fear and selfishness. We're, we are, the, the, the battle's intense, and I hate to say it, but right now, it does, it's not looking good for our side right now. 
I know there's people out there, and there's even a book going to be published about it, and about revival and waves of revival breaking out, and I'm telling you, not unless we start getting into the fight, it's not going to happen. I, I hate you know, that crushing dreams or popping bubbles, but the truth needs to be said. Until we, until we get into the fight, it's not going to happen. There, there's, let me just tell you what. Uh, really, there's no one sure prophecy. There's no prophecy that, that we can say. In other words, mankind can say currently happen. None of it. The only prophecies that we can count on for a hundred percent true that will happen is the return of Jesus Christ. The return of Jesus Christ and and the events whenever that starts leading up to that point. That's it. That that is it. So stop relying on somebody to make you feel comfortable. You know what? God just wants to bless you right now, and He's going to bless you soon. That's not prophecy. That's BS. That's not prophecy at all. No. Mm -mm -mm. We were always meant to partner with the kingdom of God. We always have a part to play. It's always been that way. It's always been that way back, way back in the Garden of Eden. When God told Adam, you know, and you have dominion. He said he gave him a job to do. He told him to tend the garden. It wasn't God down there while, you know, Adam say, you know, sat back and ate bananas and pineapple and fruit salad. No. Even Adam and Eve had a part to play. Now, they chose not to play their part. And we know the results of it today. But the point is, is that we have always meant to partner with God. And God has always meant to use us. Always. We were, he has always meant it to be so that. Why? Because God gets to show his love that way. To you and me, you know, get in the fight, he says to us. Get in the fight. I'm going to equip you. I want you to show me to everybody else. I want to show you how much I love you when I, when I help you to get into the fight, when I equip you, when I give you the strength to carry on, when I give you the endurance to run the race. Who's capable of that? Anybody in Jesus Christ is capable of that, quite frankly. Are we all capable of the same thing? Absolutely not. What you're capable of is not what I'm capable of. What I'm capable of is not what you're capable of. Why? Because God designed things that way and everybody has a different role to play. Don't disown the role God has called you to play. Don't do that. Don't get caught up in comparison. Comparison kills dreams. Comparisons kill the will to live and to fight. Oh, you, you can be alive and, and drawing breath, but you can be spiritually dead as a doornail. I don't want you to be that way. We need to get into the fight. All right. There is a hurting world that needs needs us. There, there are girls that need to be rescued from sex trafficking. All right. There are evils in this world that you might be unaware of, but we have a part to play in it. Okay. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet today. I, I want to come on and talk about this. This is something I'm all about anyways, period. But, you know, I felt like it was highlight, uh, something to highlight today um, in this podcast episode. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be um, transferred to audio podcast. And now you're listening to this on audio podcast probably and say, you just told me that. Yeah, I know. Anyways, uh, yeah, it is Veterans Day. So in case you're wondering, let's see if I can show you some of my veterans steins up here. Uh, there's my picture behind me, of course, from my rack and painting. And then back there is... Ooh, I probably just let's see if I can do this. There we go. Up there, some of my veteran steins. Um, 
I got some uh, others right here that I'm working on that, that broke in the move. But uh, I, I love this one. I really love this one right here. This shows the different, in case you're wondering what these are. These are the different uh, medals of honor from the from, from the three different ser um, services, so Air Force, um, Navy, and, and Army. Uh, this just gives you, this This kind of gives you a, a cool history of of, um, of the American military right here. So if you can see that, uh, see that cool? It goes from the, from the Revolutionary War and then down there and then flip on over to this side and we go all the way up to our Operation Iraqi Freedom. So kind of date where that came from. And then I got this other one from when I was in the history of Bomb Holder where I was stationed at first time in germany so that's kind of cool and uh, as you can tell i'm trying to i'm trying to fix these um so uh, if anybody's uh, more of an expert at these than i am please let me know what i can do to to fix that because i don't know what i'm doing uh, and you probably watch, listen to this on audio podcast and like what in the world is the guy doing okay well kind of went off there but anyways just thought i'd show you that real quick mm -hmm. uh check out how everything is coming along here so anyways god bless you have a happy veterans day all right go thank a veteran today when you thank that veteran hey make sure you ask them how, how they're doing okay and not just on veterans day but every day so with that i'm going to end this episode of restoring your voice be blessed be, get, get out there and live. so that's it for this episode of restoring, restoring your, your voice. voice with your host pastor david and saying, God bless you, get out there and be the kingdom.